Monday. 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 Open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node modules, barbecue tips, Git workflows, breakdancing, soft skills, web development, the hastiest, the craziest, the tastiest web development treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax on this Monday hasty treat. We're going to be talking about the mysterious, the, the dark. Shadow Dom. The Shadow Dom. <laughs> yes, the Shadow Dom. The coolest sounding thing that exists. Uh, this sounds really cool. If <laughs> like, I think uh, we should have like a coolness meter for web tech because the Shadow Dom certainly sounds super cool. My name is Scott Talinsky. I'm a full stack developer from Denver, Colorado. With me as always is West Boss. Sup, everybody. Sup. Sup, Wes. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking all about the Shadow DOM, what it is, why you need to know about it, what it like means, what are the, the pieces of it, and, and sort of how you can get started using something uh, web component-based in your own workflow. So this episode is sponsored by one of our longtime sponsors, which is Sentry. I'm going to highlight something really cool about Sentry that I use in my little dashboard here, and it's just this stats tab. The stats tab shows you just how many issues and bugs are hit over a course of time. And you can see, okay, over time, is my code base getting less and less and less buggy or more buggy? Or you can see, is there like a trend here where there's all of a sudden a huge burst to this day of, of big issues and errors? And it shows it to you in a really awesome graph here. It lets you know exactly what's happening on your site. And this is just one of many features like this in Sentry because Sentry gives you amazing visibility to track your deploys, to track your releases and track your projects to make sure that there are no critical bugs happening, any bugs that are hitting the user, any things that are happening repeatedly. You know, I see a bug come around every once in a while where somebody is clearly trying to do something nefarious and I can tell from the error that is popping up in my Sentry. <laughs> And I yeah. can go ahead and I can watch that one or I can ignore it. I can see the user that's trying to do it. Maybe I want to throw down that ban hammer and ban that user uh, for trying to do something sneaky on my site. So uh, head on over to century.io and use the coupon code TASTYTREAT. Get two months for free. That's TASTYTREAT, all lowercase, all one word. Century.io, check it out. Okay, let's get into the Shadow Dom. The Shadow Dom is basically the Dom that you don't see. Is, is that a good way to say it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, in some cases you can see like what it is. and, and Well, you cases, can see it, but you don't. Can, you you don't, can look underneath. You can. Thing. Yeah. So I, I thought like maybe we can initially just start explaining like what is the Shadow DOM as we see it right now? And then maybe we'll get into like what is the Shadow DOM as part of web components and making your own Shadow DOM component. So I think the best way to, to think about it is that Sometimes in the browser, uh, you need to encapsulate uh, UI and logic and styles and things like that. It's very much like in any framework that you have. You often just want to like encapsulate all these things into one nice, tidy package. And uh, the browser itself has a, a bunch of shadow DOM elements mm -hmm. that are itself. So if you think about uh, a video or audio tag, those things will have play button, pause button, a slider for the volume, the actual viewing place event listeners for keyboard shortcuts, uh, all kinds of stuff that's going into it. And if you inspect element on a video or audio, it's just a video tag. 
But under the hood, actually, if you open up an MP4 directly in the browser and inspect that, you will see that there are buttons and divs and paragraphs and, and spans and, and, and inputs. There are, there are actually made up of all of those different elements. So that is the whole idea behind the Shadow DOM is that single elements or single components are actually made up of many more elements sort of under the hood. And in order to reduce complexity and to encapsulate it all, we just pack it into its own one little element called the video or audio or what other elements in the browser are. Input they're, they're generally or hard select, to style select. things. Like a select. Select. Yeah. Input. Because they have their own functionality. They have their own styles. And that you've been using the Shadow DOM all along and you didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, it's easy to look at these things like video tag. You just pop it in and you don't even realize that under the hood it is. It's just inputs. It's buttons. It's divs. It's these things that we use as the basic building blocks. And once you realize that, well, the default browser stuff is all just shadow dumb and it's just elements, then that should really sort of blow your mind. Because then when you think about it, what other things, well, I mean, the video tag didn't exist for a long time in HTML. So what other things don't exist right now that should exist or could exist? Or, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's a whole host of components that we haven't necessarily dreamed up in the way that they, they need to exist. So I, I think this is totally fascinating because, uh, maybe there's a component that your your site needs that no other site in the world is going to need. And then what do you do? Well, you create your own. You create your own component, your own web component. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the second part to this is that obviously there's default ones that come in the browser and they're usually kind of hard to style. That's generally when you have things like a dash WebKit appearance or yeah. um, if you ever want to style drop downs and you find these like really obscure like the one that comes to mind all the time is input type of range where you have a slider if you ever want to style those things you want to style the the button that you grab onto the track the notches uh, all of those things are stylable but via these mm -hmm. weird things it's because it is a shadow dom element under the hood but you can there is a whole browser-based api out there using for creating your own shadow dom uh, elements um so uh, maybe we should like like what's the benefit of of making a shadow DOM component or a web component over just using like a rack component or just a, a div? Yeah, I mean, when I think about it, like even just think about the the ones that currently exist, like what do they do? Well, they have functionality that like doesn't leak over, right? The select yeah. list just you it has a drop down, you click one or whatever. The, the video has a play, pause, whatever. You don't really need to access that sort of stuff. I mean, you can, but you don't need to access the internals. And then there's also styles. The styles don't leak out, right? You you can style the div inside of a, a video player and you don't have to worry about classes leaking or overriding classes because everyone's going to use a video player, but everyone doesn't want to have some basic CSS class or default styles leak into their website. So it encapsulates, it scopes your styles. And it basically, I think the key thing is just encapsulation for me. It encapsulates yeah. uh, functionality and style in a way that's like, here's this thing and it exists in the space. Yeah, the, one thing I didn't know before we did this is that you can just uh, take a Shadow DOM element, you can append uh, a style tag with a bunch of CSS inside of it, and that CSS will just be scoped to that element. One other cool thing is when you when you actually go ahead and create your element, the way that it works is that you 
you take like an empty element. So take like an empty div and then you you run a method called attach shadow against it. So you just grab any element on the page and run dot attach shadow. Uh, and what that will do is it will turn that element into a shadow DOM element. And then you can use your regular DOM APIs to start appending elements into that. So style tags, script tags, divs, paragraph tags into it. And you can also, when you run this attached shadow method, you specify whether it is open or closed in, in terms of mode. And when it's open, it can you can access the elements via JavaScript from the parent scope. Uh, and when it's closed, you cannot. So think about a video tag that's closed. You can't access the individual buttons of a video tag. Um, but if it was open, you would be able to have access to that. So I thought that was pretty neat that you can lock it down or still give access to the parent. So it's in my opinion, it's almost like a better iframe where yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. reach into it if, if you want to allow people to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things about the Shadow DOM and web components in general. So do you want to take some time to talk about uh, creating your own web components now? Yeah, so I just said about like you you create a shadow DOM element with the attached shadow. Uh, you can yeah. append with a, a pen child or insert before or insert adjacent, all of the DOM APIs that you're probably used to. And then this is not anything I've ever done. Uh, maybe you've done it before, Scott, but yes. uh, you can use the window.customElements.define method to define your own custom elements. So you can just make your own tags very much like we do in, in uh, React or Vue or something like that. Um, and then they'll just be available on the page for you to go ahead and use. Yeah. And I've done uh, web components for, man, it was a while ago. Last time, maybe not the last time, but I worked on wild co uh, web components back in, you know, 2014, maybe. Yeah. And um, using Polymer. I actually had a couple of tutorial series on Polymer for both the first version and the second version of Polymer. And since Polymer has changed a little bit, the Polymer project's a little bit more encompassing of several different things now. But one of the things that's in Polymer is basically this polyfill for web components where you can just use web components and they just work. And yeah. Google even had a whole bunch of their own. It was really, really pretty sweet. But no, I have created web components. I, I've created them and I used the Polymer polyfill when I did. And it was it was pretty cool. I didn't do anything major with them. It wasn't like a huge, huge project. It was a side project and it was really just for fun. But you know what? I did have fun. And I think there is, I think there's a lot of people who have rightful criticisms of web components and maybe they're not as useful as something like React. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's a, a cool thing. And as long as they continue to evolve, I think it's just going to get better and better. But, you know, me personally, I've only used it in a small, small sense. So uh, it was cool for what I was doing and it it worked well and it, it felt nice. But again, I haven't done craziness with them. And usually I'm probably just picking React anyways, because it's sort of a component based flow. And it sort of feels like you're making web components, even though they're not. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would reach for it necessarily until it's maybe a little bit more full featured. But at the end of the day, if, if it ends up being as full featured as something, then you don't have to use a library to use it. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting to see this stuff. There are some libraries out there specifically. I'm looking at React Shadow, which will allow you to use React components and they automatically get turned into Shadow DOM elements. Interesting. And I, I guess the benefit of that is you can encapsulate your CSS like that. So it's just yet another way to do scope styling in React. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. You know what? Some of this stuff, it all reminds me of, uh, there actually, I think this will date when we recorded this, but uh, today Svelte 
version three, I believe just came out. Yeah. And this framework to me is super interesting because it's component based and it disappears. I don't think it has anything to do with web components necessarily, but it just, the way it disappears and you're only using browser APIs rather than like a library itself. Yeah. It's just sort of fascinating to me. And I think that's sort of the future where we're going. It's like, why don't we put React in the browser? Well, I mean, kind of web components could be that future as long as web components continue to evolve. Like, why don't we just put the framework in the browser? Well, we sort of are. I mean, that that is like the dream of web components right there. Yeah. What, one thing I have a question about is, I don't know if you know the answer to this, is like, is there anything like similar to live variables? I use that in, in air quotes here, like like state is in React in web components world? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not quite sure. It's been a long time since I've actually used them. This may be one of these things where we both need to spend a little bit of time diving into them and maybe report back on like what we learned about web components, because yeah. I think that is a, maybe a very interesting sort of topic. This is definitely a really interesting thing. So uh, if you know about live or reactive variables in web components, tweet us out, let us know. Yeah, actually, that might be an interesting person to have on as a guest in the show, a web components expert. Yes, I would be interested in talking to a web components expert. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So I think that is our explanation of what the shadow DOM is. It's something that already exists in the browser, has for a long time, and as well as uh, an API for creating your own encapsulated uh, components. Yeah. Encapsulation is keyword. Encapsulation, encapsulation. That's the word yeah. of the week from Scott and Word West. of the week. <laughs> anything else to add i got nothing all got right nothing else that's it thanks for tuning in we will catch you next week peace, peace. head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows and don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show